Welcome to the Authors Who Lead podcast. This podcast is dedicated to you, people who want to be inspired by authors, leaders, and the messages they share. This is such an important podcast to us because we help uncover what goes on behind the scenes when authors are writing their book. We talk about the process. We talk about where they get big ideas, and you can listen in on those conversations. We can't wait for you to join us. So let's get started. Sometimes when I sit down to write or create anything, I just get stuck. I get stuck in my head. I get stuck in the past. I get stuck on how good it should be or it would be if I did better. This whole episode is about how to get out of your head, out of the creative funk that you're in and start writing or creating again. So the thing I learned that keeps me from writing isn't so much that I don't know what to do. The technical things that used to make me struggle about, I don't know how to organize or structure my writing, or I don't know how to take action, those have drifted away. But the things that have come and replaced them sometimes feel even heavier. Sometimes it feels like it's more than I could actually possibly carry. And I think the biggest struggle I have is, how do I let go of all these beliefs so I can actually start again on my writing projects? So here we go. Here's the five things I would do to help you get out of the funk and start writing again. So... Number one, the first thing I would say for you to do, thats this goes for anybody, is you have to forgive yourself for anything you thought you should have done already at this time. You don't need to hang on to that. Anything you're hanging on to acts like an anchor or a weight to hold you down because you really had big plans and you didn't do it yesterday, you didn't do it last year, you didn't do it five years ago, you're still stuck. Well, the truth is, you're no more stuck today than you were five years ago. You're in the same place. So actually, you're not far behind. It's the idea that you should be somewhere else that makes it difficult. So forgiveness, forgiveness of yourself. And more what, it, what I mean is don't hold on to the belief that you should be done. I call that shooting your pants. So don't should your pants and keep yourself in a belief that I should have done this already. I should be better than this. Um, I should have finished. These are all shoulds. So whenever you catch yourself saying into your, in your mind, I should have written more, or I should have started earlier, or I should have not wasted my weekend. Those are all shoulds. The only thing you can do when you're in these moments is realize there's no shoulding to do. There's just being. You're right here. If you're listening to this podcast, that's something you're doing. No matter when you listen to this podcast, no matter when I recorded it, when you're listening to it, it'll be right now. And right now is the perfect time to recommit yourself by starting with forgiveness. Being grateful that you even have the ideas that you want to write or that you want to commit to. So many people get stuck without ideas. So if you, you're even at that place, you should be grateful. Accept the fact that I can't go backwards. I can't fix anything I should have done. And a should is really a belief that didn't get fulfilled, an expectation that wasn't met. So let go of all expectation. You could have a plan, you could commit to that plan, but if a plan didn't go as it expected, just let it go. So that's step number one, forgive yourself and don't should your pants. <laughs> um, I have a post-it in my mind that I always look at my mind's eye when I think I should be doing something I'm like, oh, no shooting your pants today. I think I should make a t-shirt that says that, right? <laughs> don't should your pants just right. Um, so let's go on to number two. Number two, start small. Hey, if you if you've been wanting to write and it's been several days, you haven't, and you keep having those should your pants moment, start small. Let's say you were writing really well, maybe a few months back, but things happened in your life that you stopped. 
don't compare yourself to the the sprinting of writing you were doing three months ago. Commit to the writing you're doing now. Well, I'm not doing anything now. Great. So make a smaller commitment. I always say I choose the number eight because I think it's a great number. It's an infinite number. And I decide I'm going to write for eight minutes today. Today, I'm hard-pressed to believe, one, that I don't have eight minutes. If you say you don't have eight minutes, you're really just lying to yourself. I spent eight minutes deciding I wanted to get out of bed today. I could have easily got out of bed and used those eight minutes. Also, eight minutes is not too long. It's not 10 minutes. It's it's not even just barely more than five minutes. I can do just about anything for five minutes. I could probably stand on one leg for five minutes. So eight minutes is a nice thing to do. I use this with my coaching clients and my writing students when I say, I just can't get started. I said, well, we're going to set a timer right now and you're going to write for eight minutes. They're like, right now? I'm like, right now. But I, I, I'm not ready. I don't, well, no, those excuses. No worries about if you're ready. We're just going to write for eight minutes. And you could write anything you want, whatever comes out, whether it's about the book project or not. You might just write about what you're feeling. In fact, I recommend that you start writing small and start writing quickly and write fast and furious. Just put as many words as you can down. Why? Because the blockage is sort of like, imagine a funnel and the book is the bottle and you're trying to pour the words, liquid into the bottle, but it just keeps feeling like it's overflowing. Even though it's pouring into the funnel, it just drips out. Well, most of the time what's stuck in the funnel are all these thoughts and beliefs about what you're supposed to have done, and it keeps your writing from going forward. So the first step is to forgive yourself and let go of the shoulds. That's emptying your funnel, removing all the blocks and barriers, all the things you think that your mind holds onto that are like invisible marbles inside of that funnel. You empty that funnel, and you start small. You start pouring again. And the eight minutes is just enough. Write as much as you can in eight minutes. You'll be so surprised. In fact, I did the math. I know my writing speed. And if I write at my normal speed, which is not fast, it's about 28 words a minute. If I write at 28 words a minute, if I wrote that for eight minutes every day, I would finish a 50,000 word book, which is the average length of a book in six months with just writing eight minutes a day. So don't underestimate the small steps. So um, sort of idea number two or tip number two is start small, do a small little sprint, and just keep writing. And then at the end of it, let yourself off the hook. You don't have to write anymore. After a few days of this, you'll start to add a few minutes perhaps. And just don't worry about it. Don't think that you have to start big to get right back into the flow of writing. Now, number three. Sometimes just changing your environment can make all the difference. For me, writing my very first book, I did a lot of things that changed my environment. One of the ways I changed my environment is I didn't sit at my computer. That's where I did work, and work felt heavy and hard and burdensome. So I started to move myself out of the space and maybe take my laptop to a um, coffee shop. Or if you can't leave the house, create a creative space is different. Maybe with special lighting or a special type of drink. Create the new environment. I would often go to um, different um, hotels and pretend like I was a guest at the pool, order a fancy cocktail uh, or mocktail, and I would sit there and feel really fancy like I was a guest and uh, would write. That would just get me inspired. So changing your environment can be really fun and exciting, and it also can trigger different feelings than the last time you sat at your desk where you always write. So getting out of your space, changing your environment, or even changing the habit. Maybe you write uh, longhand today because you just 
get distracted by a computer. Or maybe you do voicemails that day and transcribe them later. Or use Google Voice where it actually just talk it out. It doesn't matter how you get started or how you do it. Just remember the new environment can often shift the way you think about your last writing session. And it can start to release you from that funk that holds you on to that you should be doing something else. The last time you sat here, you didn't do it. And now you're sitting here as well. So change your environment. Let go of an environment, create a new space, create a new ritual, anything that helps you kind of reorganize your mind around this new space of mind. This is where I do writing now. And maybe perhaps later you can change it again if it gets gets stale again. But I'm trying to encourage you that you don't have to write like they see on the movies in the same desk with the same old typewriter and the same view. And it, it, it's There's nothing wrong with that. And some people sit down in the same environment every day and that's that is what helps them. Maybe that's what you need to create is a routine, a ritual that gets you into the flow. Now let's go on to another tip. When you're stuck, I think I would consider number four is to invite a coworker, co-writer, somebody that would want to do work too, along with you. Um, maybe that's have them join you at that coffee shop or that hotel um, a pool and enjoy writing together. Or if you can't get out, uh, get on Zoom or uh, some sort of call. Even a phone call says, hey, we're going to write together. Okay, let's do it. It doesn't matter. The accountability sometimes can help you kind of get moving. It's why going to the gym with a buddy is way more effective than going on your own. Because sometimes, one, you don't want to let them down. Two, it's hard to make an excuse when you have somebody there. And then lastly, you can always tell people, I'm stuck. I just need you to be here with me. We often, on our community, um, we have Author Power Hour, which is a time for authors to come together they log into the community, they join the author power hour. And that's like, hey, I'm getting work done on my book, whether that's writing emails uh, for marketing or doing a social post, doing some edits or writing a new chapter. Having the container of people knowing you're going to be there in real time can really help you feel accountable to the work. So if you're stuck, and I have books that I've been stuck on many times, and sometimes they've gone forever and I beat myself up. Sometimes just inviting a friend to work with me gets me reinvigorated about the work. So invite a coworker, co-writer, somebody you can chat with about your book, give you new inspiration. Sometimes just getting it out of your head and onto the page with somebody else can be really helpful. Tip number five is create a small goal. Like say for five days, I'm going to write every day and I'm going to write 500 words. Maybe for you, that's a big goal. So pick the goal that feels doable. The one you're like, if I choose an eight minute goal, I'm just going to write for eight minutes. I think my goal is to get 200 words down. Okay. That's a small goal. Do it for a certain number of days. I'm only going to do it for five days. I'm not going to worry that I have, you know, months of writing. That's too big for me. So create a really small goal and then celebrate it. Maybe your goal is I'm going to just write for three days in a row. And at the end of it, I'm going to get my favorite frozen drink or at this, depending on time, the weather, your favorite hot drink or, you know, reward yourself. But creating a small goal can help you get the traction you need because oftentimes we're beating ourselves up about what we didn't do, but we're not giving ourselves enough praise and realize, oh my gosh, I'm actually working. I'm writing. I'm doing this. It might be slow. It might not be what I thought, but I'm doing the work. And you should reward yourself because if you wait to get rewarded at the end of your book project, when the book's out there, more than likely, if you're not rewarding yourself now when the book launches, you won't reward yourself then either. I had this really big problem with um, taking praise or getting um, like accolades. 
it's kind of a weird thing considering I have a podcast that has lots of <laughs> listeners and I have a TED talk with almost 3.8 million views. I still struggle with talking about it. Even saying it now makes me cringe a little bit. But a lot of that comes from these fear of being seen. You know, being seen sometimes is is difficult. So sometimes when I'm having to create a small goal, it isn't to write because writing I can do because no one's seeing me. Where I get stuck in my creative funk is finding ways in which I could actually uh, promote and share my work or even talk about that I'm working on a new book or something like that. So a small goal for me might be, hey, I'm going to post today, tomorrow, and the next day, and that's it. And I'm not going to worry about it. Or maybe I'll just post once a week. Whatever is easy to achieve, this you can have success and that you build around it reward. The reward might be to tell somebody, hey, I want to get accountability and let someone know I finished my goal. And the reward for me is being able to tell someone I did it. Or maybe for you, it's a different kind of motivation. But whatever it is, give yourself an opportunity for success. And in a book process, there's it's a long road. You have to be willing to have successful milestones. Getting a book idea, celebrate that. Starting writing, celebrate that. Um, finishing some milestone with a number of pages or a number of words. Those are all things you can reward yourself for. Because if you don't, along the way, you're going to give up because it just feels like it's too long. And sometimes that's the biggest problem with writing is it sounds really good when you start, but sometimes you get tired. And it's why we have things like NaNoWriMo, which is, you know, the organization to help people write a novel in a month because they, they get a community together. They get a plan. Um, I've written a novel in November. You know, I wrote all 50,000 words in one month when spending only about an hour, hour, 15 minutes a day because I had accountability. And my reward was, uh, for myself, was to get something special for my office, like a new plant, or something that I don't always feel is necessary, but I'd like, like a candle or a different essential oil for my diffuser. (laughs) Sounds kind of silly, because I could just buy myself those things. But I often tend to think of them as luxuries rather than think of them as something that I need to get. So I reward myself. And sometimes I'll even put it in my Amazon cart. I put it in there and I say ready to order. And um, when I finish, I hit order and I'm so excited because now I have that reward coming. Um, So find ways to have small goals that you can reward yourself to help you get the traction you need. And if you're stuck and you're wanting accountability, you're wanting to know what to do next, maybe it's just overwhelmed with, I don't know all the steps necessary. That's why we have the Authors Who Lead community. It's great. Plenty of authors just like you, whether you have a big business and run a team and you're busy and you just feel overwhelmed and you don't have anywhere to turn because a lot of people rely on you, this is a place you can come because it's designed for leaders like you. Or maybe this is your first step out of the box and you're trying to decide how do I become seen, become an author, become a leader. Or maybe you just need accountability to help you stay on track. Or maybe you want to take marketing workshops or attend our live events. All these things happen in the Authors Who Lead community. And if you go to the Author Apprentice on our community page, you'll see it's only $90 for 90 days. We've been keeping this price for the entire year, and we want it to stay that way as long as we can because we want as many people in there as possible. And when you're in there, the reason we have that there is so you can get a sense of, of what it's like to write in community, to be a part of something bigger than yourself, and not to hide not to be afraid that somehow you could mess it up. You can't mess it up. It's your it's your goal. It's your dream. You get to hold on to it as long as you want. And I just want to encourage you that if you're listening to this podcast for any time and you've been thinking about writing a book, you just haven't started yet or you started and stopped and you, you really want to do it, you really want to make it your goal to write a book, then this is the time. 
go to authorswholead.com, um, go to the community page and join one of our programs. It's one of the things that helps me stay motivated knowing there's other authors around me, encouraging me, challenging me, and asking me how my book writing's going. And won't judge me if I say, oh, it was a rough day today. They'll say, great, let's see how we can work on it tomorrow. I'm so thrilled that if you're writing a book, that you would share it. If you'll if you'll tweet it or whatever, you tag Authors You Lead, you just go to at Authors You Lead on our socials, or tag me as Sewell Taronis. I'd love to know that you're writing a book or if you've published a book or how it's going for you because I want to celebrate you as well because I know sometimes it's hard to toot our own horn, but I'd love to toot the horn for you <laughs> to help you feel like you've accomplished something. So thank you so much for being attentive and listening, and I hope that these things help you get out of your creative funk and start writing again. Thank you for listening to another episode of Authors Who Lead. I'm Asul Taronis. We appreciate you. Please subscribe so you can get the notification that we have new episodes every week. And go to authorswholead.com to learn about our show notes and all of our backlists of amazing authors we've interviewed since the beginning of this podcast. Thank you and have an amazing day.